Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, and I am so thankful that you are tuning in today. Thanks so much for being here and taking me along the way, wherever that is. I pray that this be a time that you be equipped, encouraged, and anchored in Jesus Christ. That's what this podcast is for. It is a podcast place for women, for wives, moms to thrive in spite of her circumstance. This is a time where we study the Bible together, where we apply it, y'all, and where we just dig it down deep into our lives, where we are going to abound and just radiate into every space that we're in. So wherever that sliver is that you are changing from the inside out, And those that are around you, they get to experience that radiance from which really begins um, from deep within. Um, So this whole month, we are talking about what do we believe? So even as we're thinking through radiating into the lives of others and living these anchored lives, well, first, let's assess what do we even believe? So really taking the question that Jesus asked his disciples along the way in Mark 8, 29, about who do you believe that I am? So Jesus says, but you, who do you say that I am? This is after he's asking them, poll checking who they are saying, um, who others are saying, that Jesus is. And then Jesus turns that question and asks his disciples, well, who do you say that I am? Well, we've been taking that question each and every week into our quiet time with the Lord, really testing and examining per 2 Corinthians 13, 5, what, what does that mean for me? What, how, how am I um, really knowing what I am anchored in, what I really believe deep down in the core of me. So that's what we've been doing and talking about all month. So a couple weeks ago, we applied this to marriage and this upcoming Sunday on March 3rd at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time for uh, 45 minutes is a free webinar. And I would love to get you that information if you head to CourageousRadiance.com and get subscribed. You can be able to get the link and I would love to be able to see you there this Sunday um, once a month, it's a free webinar for wives that courageously thrive. And this month's topic is a, is three tips to build a successful foundation. And I really pray that this is um, encouraging um, to the wives who join. So if you know a wife, our wife yourself, if you're even engaged and, and heading in that direction, I really believe that this would be so beneficial for you. Um, So today, as we just kind of wrap up this, what do you believe? I want to ask about your bucket. Are you, you, we're all carrying something, right? Dragging something sometimes when it gets so heavy. (laughs) Are you ready to leave your bucket? Whatever it is that you're carrying that is holding you back from this abundant life that Jesus is inviting us to experience in him. So this woman at the well, this this unnamed Samaritan woman at the well in John 4, love this story. And I know that I've talked about it at least a couple times over these last couple years on this podcast. But it's interesting that from, you know, it's a whole, 
it starts literally at, at verse one in, in John, John four, chapter one. She enters the scene at verse seven. And from that point in verse seven, she's, you know, Jesus meets her at this, at this well. And she came there to draw water at the hottest part of the day, right? Um, the story, I'm not sure if you've heard the story, but it's interesting that from verse seven down to verse 28, so a lot of verses, a lot of conversation later, she leaves this bucket. So the bucket that you brought to get a source of life, because we need water, our bodies need water, you then leave it. Question mark, question mark. Why do you leave it? And I want to ask you that as you're examining your heart, as you're testing what you believe, are you ready to leave your bucket? This bucket is really represents to me three things. It represents our sin, things that are keeping us in bondage. It also represents methods, like this methodology that we have just grown accustomed to. This is just how I do it because this is what I've always done and this is just what works and this is just what's comfortable and this is just da-da-da, right? And then also it represents our beliefs. So our bondage, our way of life, and our beliefs. And I had a really interesting conversation with a family member of a patient um, last week. And it wasn't confrontational at all. It was actually a great conversation, but it did allow for an opportunity to share truth where there was not truth. And there was a time, and and in ways I'm not, you know, perfectly there. I'm more confident in it, but in ways um, I used to greatly struggle with being this people pleaser, not wanting to say things that could aggravate somebody, but Y'all, it it on the other end now, it it bothers me for someone to not have the truth. You know, at the end of the day, it's for the Holy Spirit to really un- unveil and to, you know, cause revelation with it. But as Lord, as long as the Lord as Lord gives me grace and opportunity to share it, I'm gonna do my part faithfully and obediently to do that, um, to, to share what I feel that he's, um, calling me to, um, to share. And it's just, it seems in, incessant right now within the culture that we've equated you do you boo because, and I'm not going to say anything because I, I, I love you because I care about you. And that's actually the exact opposite thing that Jesus did and, and, and told us to do. So there's this false belief that I cannot love you if I don't accept what you're doing. Again, not what Jesus did. So there was, even in this encounter in John 4, Jesus did accept her. He clearly made this trip to this well to meet her intentionally. So he knew where she was. He loved her where she was. 
and he accepted her, invited her, right? But even though he knew her, he saw her, he loved her, even, you know, all of that, he didn't do it to leave her where she was. It was to invite her to something better. It was, an, it was to invite her to leave that bucket there at the well in exchange for his living water. And he does the same thing for us. He loves us so much that he's not going to leave us how we started, how we came to him. He loves us too much to not transform us into who he's inviting us to become. That's love. And it's up to us, though, to decide, are we going to leave our bucket? Are we going to surrender it, drop it, crash, you know, slam it down, whatever we want to do? Are we going to let go so that we can grab onto something better, which is always in Jesus Christ? So the way he did it was profound, um, but it was ex- it was exceptionally effective because she left her bucket again by verse twenty eight. Um, so in verse ten, John four verse ten it says Jesus answered, "If you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, give me a drink." you would ask him and he would give you living water. And then, you know, she goes on, you know, where do I get this living water from? Verse 13, Jesus said, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up in him for eternal life. I want to pray and let's finish talking about this. Dear God, thank you so much for this invitation to each and every woman, God. Thank you so much for um, the woman on the other side of this podcast, my God, listening in today. I pray um, that this is a time that she's invited to assess her own heart, Father God, her own standing with you. And God, that it's a time that she feels loved, accepted, but yet called into something that's far greater than where you found her. Jesus, I just pray that you just uh, move in every heart. Amen. Um, so friend, let's talk about your bucket. You know, when you think about your sin, your bondage, I mean, this could be generational. It can be circumstantial. It can be just you were heading in the right way. You, you know, you were doing it good and then you got deceived because the enemy is so much around us. Right. And, and even our own hearts in Jeremiah says that our hearts are evil. They're wicked. We, we are so susceptible. We're so, um, so sinful that it's so easy for us to get off track if we're not constantly, John 15, 5, abiding in God, abiding in Christ. Um, and then also if we're not saved. Um, and the sins are uh, Romans 6, 23, 23, I believe. Um, Paul talks about that our sin, that all wages... Um, that all wages will lead to death. 
And, you know, even if this is not a physical death right now, you know, we know that we all are going to pass away. But even if this is not a death right now physically, it it's a death in, in other ways. And whatever it is that we're enslaved to, you know, I remember um, before I was saved, <laughs> I would I would catch myself. I was still I was I grew up in church. I was, you know, still randomly, sporadically more holiday ish type going to church. But I remember thinking that I don't want to be like super like 100%, even 75%, all of that with, with God because A, I don't want him telling me what to do. B, I mean, you know, like it just kind of seemed extreme to be kind of like that, right? Like just to be about God like all day, like every day, all day, nah, I'm good. Ain't nobody going to tell me, Right. And then when you think about it, also in Romans, Paul talks about that if even if you're not enslaved to God, you enslaved to something, boo. Like there's something like you are you are owned by something. You are owned by your own pride. You're owned by by, you know, uh, sex, drugs, money, whatever it is that is your idol, your idol. Is it is it fame? Is it is it affirmation? Is it unforgiveness? Is it, what is it? You pick, you had a candy shop of what's enslaving you. And I'm going to choose, you know, now on this side of it, I'm like, oh, I'm good. Me and God over here. I would rather be enslaved to someone who is a master that died for me before I decided to give up my life for him. That's the type of boss I'm trying to roll with versus the slave that enslaved me for years to alcohol, to depression, to anxiety, to unforgiveness, to my pride, to just fear and worry and just a mess. I was a mess. And thinking I was free. That's 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 the crazy part. That's that's the that's the interesting part about deception. You don't even know you deceived. That's why it's called deception because you don't know you deceived. So, you know, you've got this sin, this bondage level. Well, then it's also, again, this wrong wrong methodology, um, wrong way of thinking, wrong way of doing. And, you know, a lot of times our ways, our our methods are, are, are are instituted as a way to provide for us. It's a way to live. This is just what I do. You know, I just always da, 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 da. This is how I'm gonna take care of me. This is how I got me in order. I'm and it doesn't even necessarily mean that it's a sin, but the pride behind it, the self-reliance behind it is a sin. Where there's not a I'm gonna Proverbs 3 trust in the Lord and follow his ways, right? There is I'm gonna. I'm going to be the boss of me. Um, she was not living right. She had five husbands and was living. Jesus called her out. Again, this is, this is what I'm saying. He was calling her out lovingly. <laughs> like he was like, you got five husbands and you living with some other joker who ain't your husband. Right. But I love you. But let's do better. But let's get out of this situation. So you can't tell me that it can't be and both. It is and both. It's do better. I love you. And this is what Jesus does to all of us. So 
she felt the shame and all of the stuff that was, you know, being said about her. So she didn't go to the water well with the other women in the earlier part of the day before it was a billion degrees. Instead, she decides to carry this heavy water in the hottest part of the day just to avoid the criticism. That doesn't sound smart. Like that sounds actually like a harder way to go, right? But how often, and this is me raising two hands, do we do that? We think we're going a better way and we're actually digging a deeper ditch. So wrong methods, wrong ways. And this bucket also signifies wrong beliefs. You know, when we wrap our identity in anything that does not start begin, that does not begin, that does not originate with our maker, with our creator, we already are going up a creek with, with one paddle. So it's already wrong at that point. So it's so easy to be like, you know, I do me you do you, I get to say what I want to do, and it can change every five seconds if I want, right? There's so many ways to build a whole foundation in something that you call right. But is it going to stand the test of time? Nah, it's not. So when our identity starts with Christ, who already died for us and loved us, then we thrive. But when our identity is wrapped in wrong, in deceit, in lies, then we're going to remain in bondage. And that bucket, that initial way of, of living, for her, you know, I, I just, I think to myself, like, I wonder how she saw herself, right? Did, did she believe what other people were believing about her? Like, what, what made her think that this was okay to live by? And, and I, I wonder where she um, headed down a wrong path. Like, where did she start seeing herself in a different light? Or did she never know herself in, in the light that, that God knew her as, right? Um, you know, did, did she have some trauma? And that's what ricocheted her into this life that she didn't even want, but then that's all she began to know. At the end of the day... At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. What matters is at that moment, at the encounter with Christ, he was calling her to leave everything that she knew and to follow him. And, you know, our belief directly ties to our, our thinking. It and our thinking ties to what we say and what we're saying is, is, you know, our saying and our thinking ties to what we do. So he's really after our, our beliefs because our unbeliefs, since the beginning of time, you know, um, Eve did not believe that God's way was better. The Israelites did not believe and it left them in bondage. They didn't get to go to the promise. Eve and Adam didn't get to remain in, the, in this beautiful garden, right? So our unbelief, the trick of the enemy and, and the lies of our flesh will circumvent it will cause it will cause us to start believing un untrue things ungodly aligned things and that always leads us away from the promise so god in our beliefs right aligned beliefs is calling us to a life of free of freedom to experience fullness in him and you know just to read that verse 28 
Then the woman left her water jar, went into town and told the people, come and see a man who told me everything I did. Could this be the Messiah? So here's the cool thing, just as, you know, wrap up that our rightly aligned beliefs, our um, leaving of our bucket, our freedom, our new experience with Christ, man, I wonder the ripples of faith that are going to happen because of our decision to walk in faith, because of our decision to leave our bucket. Her decision not only freed her, but um, in verses 39, John 4, 39, as well as 41, um, her story impacted others in the town. She left her bucket to go share the glory and the, and the gospel to other people. And like it said that, I'm just going to read it because it's just good. In verse um, 39, it says, um, now many Samaritans from the town believed in him because of what the woman said when she testified. And by verse 41, more, even more of the, the townspeople believe because at that point, Jesus stayed for a couple more days. So then they not only got to hear, hear her testimony, but then they got to hear the teachings of Jesus. So she pointed people to Jesus and then the people got to be with Jesus and then they even more believed. How beautiful is that? So our decision of faith, our decision to leave our bucket is a ripple and I don't care if you make one ripple or a half a ripple, a quarter scoop of ripple, 10 ripples, you know, it's it's so like us, right? To want to to measure it based on quantity. Well, how many people did I it doesn't matter. What matters is were you faithfully obedient, courageously obedient to do what is very difficult to do, which is to follow Jesus and surrender everything. And God is so compassionate, y'all. He's so loving. You know, that going back to that John 4.10, Jesus saying, like, if you knew the gift, this is a gift of living water. He is a gift. If you knew the, the, the gift of living water, I'm like almost dying to give you. And actually, he actually did die to give it to us. You you would have been dropped your bucket, boo. So, you know, we thrive when we decide to leave our buckets. And I want to invite you to do the same. So back to that question, Mark 8, 29. But you, who do you say that I am? I pray that this has been really encouraging friend i know that um this is not <laughs> easy to do but man i don't think that god is calling us to the easy way do you i mean i i i don't think anything that's worthwhile is is really I, we're called to we're set apart for something better than easy but it's a cost but it's it's going to lead us into so much abundance. So I pray that um, you head to the blog, CourageousRadiance.com, and I get to see you this Sunday, March 3rd at 4 p.m. Central Central Time as we 
get equipped as wives. Have a great day.